Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freaks of Nature podcast, featuring your hosts, Jeremy Shaw, Jason Shaw, and Andrew Christie. The Freaks of Nature podcast is presented to you by the Christianity Podcast Network. And now, we join our hosts, whose conversation is already in progress. Yeah, so, um, like I was saying last week, uh, I don't know if you guys even super remember, uh, we, we ended on the Jaws remake that's going yes. on. I wanted to, I wanted to further discuss it and I wanted to make a correction because I got heated and I don't know why I was getting heated, but I got heated about it. And so I said that, um, uh, the chief's wife cheats on him with Brody, but chief is Brody. It's chief Brody. She cheats, she cheats on him with Matt Hooper in the book. Okay. So yeah, I didn't uh, notice this last week. It bothered me all week. <laughs> and I even told you to, to edit it out, but I doubt you did. So I'm just going to go ahead and make the correction right away. Uh, you, um, I would have edited it out, but I don't have those powers. So in order, I, in my opinion, the way to go in the about of like a very heated rant and it's really uneditable. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we get, we get how it is. So you were screaming. All right, so just to calmly look at it, okay, so Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen it countless times. I couldn't tell you how many times in my life I've seen it. Uh, I I like the book a lot. It's not as good as the movie, but it, they're just two two different things. So um, there's a lot that you can do with it and that can make it fresh. And I know last week I said stay away from the CGI shark, but... If it's good enough, whatever. I mean, in 2020, we can't even, we don't, we don't even have like I mean, slasher it, movies without CGI now. It's inevitable. It's if they make a Jaws thing, they're going to have a CGI shark. You just have to check that at the door. Just understand that's what it's going to be. So there are ways, in my opinion, to get around just showing this CGI shark, like they did with the the shark in the live action film. So. Um, People would know that Spielberg had issues with the shark, so he came up with a. The fuck was that? Very, very professional. So he came up with the barrels, where they shoot the shark with the barrels, and then he just drags the barrels, and then you know the shark's there. Um, instead of doing that, you could do other things. Um, I don't know, darken the water, shadow it, or whatever. Um, there's a million things, and honestly, that would be the probably the the most nitpicky thing about the remake. Um, moving on again, the difference is Matt Hooper. Go ahead. As long as they have good actors and good characters, I can deal with a bad CGI shark. That's yeah. where I'm at. Cause I, cause even the best movies with the highest budgets these days, they seem to cheap out on the CGI or the CGI just isn't up to par right. with looking realistic. And that's that's a thing. Like the CGI can look phenomenal, but it's super super expensive. And now we're bumping into this weird trend where studios are like backing up on their crappy CGI, and then they're ma- redoing it, like with Sonic. Like that Sonic controversy where he looked really stupid, and then people on Twitter complained. So they were like, "No, hold up, we're gonna go back and fix it." 
Now, it looks I looked better. into this. It, it looks does better look, now. It does look better, but I looked into this, okay? I liked the creepy-looking um, Sonic. It was weird to me. It, it didn't bother me. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I looked into it, and um, there were some animators who were talking about this stuff online. And um, I believe it was Twitter and not Reddit or anything, so I can't really link it. It was just something I stumbled upon where they said that um, it actually doesn't cost anything for this to occur and not to believe the studio when it says that they spend an extra how, however many millions of dollars to fix this because they sign a contract with these people and the animation studio is under contract from the beginning. So they have to honor it all the way up and the contracts are written so that if there are any like details that need to be changed prior to the film coming out, then the animators are stuck with that contract. They can't go in and edit it or change it or anything. So essentially what these guys were saying was all of those rumors were like a weird type of marketing so that they could say like, uh, we heard your opinions. We're going to spend millions of dollars to, to fix our error. And please come see the movie once it looks like the way you want it to look. So you're but, thinking uh, that they had it this way from the beginning and they just did it, that other thing. That, no, that, that's that, was the that was the original conspiracy that the animators were laying out. However, that's kind of dumb in my opinion. I think they had a product that they finished that they were ready to release. They saw severe backlash and they had it in their contracts that it could be fixed. So it didn't really affect them to bump it back, have the animators work their asses off night and day, because the animators in this industry are like super, super slaves, basically. Right, they're and getting it, it's paid always the been, same, and they're just doing way extra work now instead yeah, of getting always, the stuff. And, it's always been that way, and it's kind of their own fault. Yeah. Um, that was the work ethic that Pixar put in to get Toy Story done, and that was the work ethic that they put in to get Toy Story 2 done. Because Toy Story 2, like, was almost deleted completely. And then they worked night and day, night and day, night and day, to the point where some of them had to take time off and from the company and work all together. There was, like, a really big thing about it. Um, so it doesn't really cost a whole lot once the animation is done if they have to go back and fix things. So uh, uh, the... The the Jaws remake got me onto that tangent. Well, but well now the the studios closed down, right? Like that happens every time. All of them. They always yeah. close down. Yeah. You so remember um, the Life of Pi, Oscar winning, Oscar winning movie for yeah. the CGI, uh, closed down yeah. immediately after that because it was so expensive to to make that movie, and at the time it was like top of the art, like top of the line, revolutionary. And so you'd think that they would keep getting work, but that's not really how it happens. So these students, and they have to do that because if not, they're going to be sent over overseas. So you, like the people in this country are competing with companies outside of this country that will do it for less. So that's kind of why they're stuck in that. Here's the thing about the Sonic movie too. Really, if you watch the second trailer and compare it to the first one, they put in the parts of him running around the, uh, the Sonic levels, they put the sound effects in, the theme song, and they got rid of Gangster's Paradise. Like, everything that, like, made people say that the new trailer was more Sonic was all in changing everything but the look of Sonic. Really, the look of Sonic didn't matter to that trailer being more accurate. That's it, man. 
the look of Sonic was something people complained about, but like the overall theme of it was, I don't know, I'm not even super into Sonic, like as a movie, I said, no matter what, I don't think it's going to make any money. I don't think people in 2020 really care about Sonic. I'm um, a s- old Sonic fan from the Genesis and not, do you, I still dip in and out, but I don't do you care I'm about not, this movie or want to see James Marsden with a CGI Sonic? No, I don't want to see, I uh, know I'm not going to go see that. I don't, right, but I don't want to see just some Hollywood actor with a fucking CGI Sonic. I just don't give a shit. I couldn't help but think that this is one of those safe movies that Brendan Fraser would have done like 10 years ago. Yeah, this is the Looney Tunes movie of 2020. Right. Um, and now I'm a diehard Brendan Fraser fan. I like those safe movies that he did, but obviously there were just things that he took because he studios thought that they were going to make money off of. Um Something that I am interested in is the Jaws remake. Hopefully, it comes comes together. Okay, so you have the differences. Matt Hooper, he's they kind of nailed Matt Hooper in a sense, but they didn't get his look right. Um, instead of being like this nerdy, um, hairy dude, he's like young, rich, preppy. And I, Rick Dreyfus was pretty. He looked way older than he actually was. He was pretty young. He fit the role, especially the way Spielberg needed him to. But he's like fresh out of college, super rich, young, blonde, everything that you fucking hate. He's a yuppie. So he shows up. And and, and the story in the book is like Chief Brody's like at odds with everything and everyone. Okay, so this shark showing up and, and doing what it's doing is just kind of the icing on his life anxiety cake. Um, it's really just the man backed against the wall against everyone and everything. His marriage isn't good. He hates living on an Island. He's not getting along with the people in town. It's, it's a super simple story to tell. So you cast it, right? You do that. You put the mafia in there with the, uh, uh, real estate, uh, crimes that they're doing. And you focus on that, you have a completely different movie while also being Jaws. You just call it Peter Benchley's Jaws. The one thing about this that really upset me because the director that they have in mind for it, and whether or not this project even comes together or it comes together the, the way they want it to, would be Andy Muschiati, who directed it chapter one and two. He's a phenomenal guy. Like he's, he's had his hand in movies that are really good. And can in some ways be considered a remake, while other ways be considered a, an adaptation of the book. You know what I mean? So he's honestly, based on just those two movies, movies alone, perfect to throw into the director's chair. As far as yeah. casting goes, I don't uh, think, who knows? No, like, the first half of the series will be good, and the second half will be like bad CGI and like go on too long. Uh, so. We don't have to. We don't have to get into that argument again, but. <laughs> I, I all I know is I'm not gonna watch this. If it's a show, I don't like. I see a thing that's like a bunch of hours. Like we're talking, if it's a mini series, if it's ten episodes, an hour piece, like I just I'll look at that and I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna walk away from this. That is 100 percent what I want them to do with it, just for the book content. But I don't see it happening. In the article you sent me, I don't believe said anything about a show. That's kind of a narrative that I created because I thought like years ago it would be an amazing like HBO event series or something. 
now they have these streaming services, right? So every every streaming service is trying to buy a property. So NBC has the Peacock thing coming out soon. And basically they're resting their laurels on people wanting to pay their service to watch reruns of The Office. Some people, I guess, will probably do that. But NBC Universal doing these kinds of movies as a tentpole for their streaming service, it's a really good idea. Again, that wasn't part of the article. It's just something I'm spitballing right now. Yeah. It makes well, that, sense. But that's the way they'll go with it because doing another Jaws movie, well, what's the point unless you add something new to it? And adding shark- in things from the book they didn't add into the original movie is what they're going to do. Shark movies make a killing. Every every people love the 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 genre of the killer shark. There's not a an unsuccessful killer shark movie. I don't. I just so you, I don't, you can I don't, release it in theaters. Probably. I don't need a, I don't really need a new Jaws movie. Why not though? Like, but if it's like Jaws five, I'm in. But a remake, like, I don't know. Because every I don't know. It's like. It's similar to like the Pet Cemetery thing, where I was really excited, and then I saw it, and it was just kind of underwhelming. And I just think Pet Pet this Cemetery will be underwhelming as, we as well. To a point, was just Pet Cemetery. You know, it followed the book pretty well, just like the original movie did. But then it kind of went its own way, and so I don't know. It's weird. I'll, I'll I think, go see a Jaws remake. Okay, I will though, because like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and the Friday Thirteenth remake, I'll go see it. People will complain about it online, and I'll enjoy it. That's just thing. Where Actually, I've been wanting to pitch to you guys. Let's do a remake, a, a remake show, where we go Ooh. through all these remakes that we enjoyed that other people didn't like. It doesn't even have to be necessarily like a top ten best remakes or whatever. We can just make it. Let's talk about remakes. We are kind of due for a list show, though. So yeah, we we have a bunch of lists coming up. A remake uh, episode would be interesting. Yeah, especially because if you took like your top ten and I took my top ten or whatever, we're not going to have the same ones. We'll okay, have, I like, just... maybe five cherry picked. We need but to disqualify a couple movies, though. Like, okay, so here's what I don't want to see on a remake list: the fly or the thing. Yeah, neither because neither of those count because they're they're remakes, not. but they're but dude, the thing that came from another planet versus John Carpenter's The Thing, two different fucking movies. Plus, John Carpenter's Thing is a sequel to that, and that's something that these fucking uh, remake elitists don't ever talk about. The John Carpenter movie is a fucking direct sequel to the thing that uh, fell to Earth or the thing from another planet. I can't even remember the fucking title. I watched it. It's not a very good movie, dude. It's honestly not. I watched it on one of those AMC monster. Uh, was it? No, maybe it was TMC back yeah. in the day. I, That's I mean, what I watched it on. It was kind of boring. Yeah. But a lot of those movies from the 50s are kind of boring. That's why they yeah. remade them and made them better. Yeah, in my exactly. Opinion, anyway. Exactly. Like... So, so yeah. And also, people shit on it. I liked it. The remake of the thing in two thousand and nine or ten or whatever. Also a it. sequel. Also a sequel. Not even a remake. It's a sequel to the Carpenter movie. Huh. So there you have it. They just put a female in it, and everybody got upset. Even though the main character, the main character of John Carpenter's thing, was supposed to be a chick until she got pregnant, and they just wrote her out. Yeah, I also thought it was a prequel, but I haven't watched it. So I can't remember sequel prequel. It wasn't a remake. It was in the universe created. Um, I believe they find that rover that they drive toward the end of John Carpenter's, 
I was the only person who's seen the movie. I'm thinking sequel, but I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I watched it when it came out. It's been no, that I watched, long. I watched that one. But you, you did? And you're... Well, then what happened? I watched it once. <laughs> oh, okay. A long yeah, time ago. It's something I've actually been wanting to kind of rewatch. But um, I remember like the CGI being really good in it. And... Uh, um. Oh man, I can't remember his fucking name, dude. Um, Nicolaj or whatever his name is. Um, dude from Game of Thrones is in it, and he's really good in it. I wouldn't be able to tell you. No, you wouldn't. Um, but uh, so yeah, and for the Jaws thing, like obviously you need to have like a middle-aged chief, Brody. Um, I don't know who to pick in today's current crop, but. Who I would pick for young Matt Hooper, who's going to bang the Chief's wife, Adam Driver. He's kind of a goofy looking guy, but I believe him if like as like a yuppie too, if they wanted to make him that and you get a good actor out of him, somebody that could, you know, hold his weight, somebody that's used to the CGI after being on Star Wars. He's he's one mainstream actor I'm not totally bored of yet. Exactly. So that's just kind of like a current pick, but uh, I'm sure I'm I'm not going to sit here and and fantasy cast because it's pointless. But yeah, I, I could barely help you at this point. It's not even a movie that's really going to exist. But um, yeah, uh, the only thing that bothers me is Steven Spielberg being attached as a producer because Steven Spielberg kind of hates jaws and kind of everything he touches nowadays except for uh ready player one is uh which i understand you haven't seen that so i imagine you won't like it most people want it but most things he touch touches these days aren't most of these guys like like your uh like your steven spielbergs and your james cameron's when they touch produce something nowadays it doesn't matter that they're producing it it doesn't ha- mean anything for the quality of the movie they're just well, it- they, names cer- on it, but. they certainly tried to make it sound like a big deal when Cameron started to produce Terminator, which you watched for this yes. week's episode. Yes. Me so and why don't we Jason go ahead and why don't we here. just are you, are you guys in town together? No, we just watched it over the um, headset at the uh, same time. Gotcha. Well, it'll be nice to be invited to those when I get a headset. Yeah, you definitely uh, will. Watch along. Um, that, that's how we'll do that could be how we do the watch along. Yeah. In fact. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, you watched it. I haven't watched it yet. I have it queued up. I'm ready to watch it, but, um, like uncut gems, which we'll discuss later. I watched after your review. So it'll okay, be fun so, to do it with Terminator too as well. So let's go. Yes. Terminator dark fate. Um, the first 30 minutes are like a greatest hits collection of little nods, to Terminator scenes. It's a lot of, action on a highway and stuff it's it's pretty uh, I it's I it's actually feel about that greatest hits thing like you know sometimes it annoys me and other times i mark out i think it's probably just hit or miss i was kind of marking out a little bit here's the thing like the main this happens every time they make a new terminator movie the main girl that they picked is kind of nondescript and i don't know her name and I can't even remember her face right now after watching it. It's just kind of she generic. Was, Much like uh, 
She was in Halt and Catch Fire. No, not her. The other chick. The, oh. the one, the other main chick. The chick from Halt and Catch Fire has a unique look, so she gotcha. she stands out in there. But this other girl, who's like the the one they're trying to save and stop from getting killed, is kind of generic. It's much like uh, if you saw Genesis, Jai Courtney or whatever that guy's name is. He was fucking John McClane's son. I've always he's, pronounced it Jay Courtney, but I Jay don't really like John. him. He's generic, and yeah. she's similar to him where it's like, she's not bad, but she just kind of falls in the background through a lot of the movie, and you don't get a sense of her personality. It's not like Eddie Furlong in Terminator 2, or even like uh, Kyle Reese in the original Terminator, like these actors who like just have a lot of personality on the screen. She just doesn't do it for me in that way. Well, I think... Terminator 3 kind of started where they were like, let's not forget who the star of this movie is, and we don't need really need to worry about anybody else. Yeah, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. John John Connor in Terminator 3 is basically a nondescript fucking... He's a nothing character. He has yeah. nothing going on. And it's not even the actor's fault. It's just the way that it's it's written. It's like you're waiting for the Arnold thing. It starts with Arnold, and how that's many, what it's about. How many times do they say, I'll be back? Um, she says it once. That's Sarah it. Connor. Right? Listen, yeah, that's it. Yep. Like, I ended this movie, um, I started the first 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is a good action movie. And by the end, I kind of I kind of plateaued on it, where it's, I would say it's like a six or a seven. It's not bad. It's good. It's good. It's not bad. I can't say it's great. It's somewhere in the, between the great yeah. and not bad section. Uh, I think, unfortunately, that's where just Terminator falls as a franchise. Like everybody kind of just has that. uh, We don't, you don't have to watch anything after Terminator two. And I think that's bullshit because as silly as Terminator three was, that was a good action movie beginning to end. That scene in the cemetery with him holding the fucking coffin and big machine gun. That's all right. That's good. That's a good time. I would, I would miss that if it didn't happen. Like that makes that movie memorable. Terminator salvation. I've defended since day one. I, to this day, think that is an excellent movie. I it like was a it great because, depiction of yeah, the future. It was a different take on the franchise. There wasn't, it wasn't the same chase movie that all of them are. Christian know? Bale as John Connor, I thought was a great look. Uh, he's a guy that is super dedicated and a great name to have attached to your project. No matter what happens, he's always putting hundred percent on screen to his damn big Bale fan. So I was disappointed that that movie didn't continue plus it gave us sam worthington which there you go there's your nondescript guy yeah well he was a nondescript in a lot of things but he was i like sam worthington as that jay courtney kind of actor that you just put somewhere and he he's whatever he tried really hard to get away from that actually like he tried the reason he dipped off after avatar was because he started to like try to do roles to keep him from See, up I, didn't, like I didn't remember that was him in Avatar. I, yeah, I the, exactly. can't remember. Like he's some white guy with a shaped head. Who knows? And he was but, in yeah, like, well, the I most mean, successful movie of all time for a while. And uh, yep. But this um this Terminator movie here really, I don't think Linda Hamilton was that good. Neither was Arnold. Like nobody like was that great. I thought Arnold or stand out. was pretty good. I like. He was funny he in some scenes, but overall it just felt. A lot of good scenes it, with him. It felt so can, tired, man. It felt from, like it's time to end this. From series. what? 
from what I saw. Oh, and by the way, this was supposed to launch a new trilogy, right? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Just yeah, like no, the last one was. I wish it was going to happen because I'd, I'd, I'd eat these movies up. But the last one, they recasted all the characters from like Terminator Two, did a new timeline and all this weird shit, and it was dumb bullshit. But I really liked how stupid and far-reaching into up its own ass it was. And this one was very straightforward. Like we're going to write the ship, but not do anything that interesting. There's no hook for me at the end of this one to be like. Oh, I really want to see the a new one. Like I'm kind of, it's kind of good here. It's. I always want to see a new one. I mean, if there's a new Terminator movie, I'll watch it. But I'm not like sitting here fantasy booking the franchise. I'm like, oh, it's, no. there's nothing left no. to go for here. Well, what did you ended up liking it more than I did? I enjoyed well, it. Why man. did you like it more I, than me? I like Terminator shit. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, but just <laughs> I know you're a mark for it, but what? Oh, there was some, uh, there was a lot of nods to the comics, some slight nods. See, that's something I was going to ask about because I did have a lot of the Terminator comics because I'm also a Terminator mark. I own every Terminator comic. I have all of them. I had the um, what is it? The the Dark Fate comic was that what it was called? They literally had one called Dark. Yeah, Fate. there was one that was similar to that. Yeah, similar I had that. Titling. That big ass. Uh, I can't even remember the term. It's been so long since I've read a comic. The omnibus. Uh, yeah, I had yeah, that. I, I that had, had the like omnibus. everything in... that has like everything in it, and I have the loose ones of like all of them because they were selling about... series back when you could still get the big series collections. What about the, the Terminator versus comics? Do you have those? Is that included in all that? Uh, depends on what year they came out. But yeah, see, so I have all we're the, all Terminator marks. All the we always ones have from a few years ago. So to hear no. When you said that um, you were fine with it ending and that you're just kind of done with it, the trailers didn't. Okay, so I didn't get anything from the trailers that Linda Hamilton was all that interesting to begin with. She's just like this. Oh, here's the badass that we've been trying to make her seem like for thirty some years, and she's walking down the road, and then oh, here's here's the eight hundred unit, but he's like old. And we have to make reference to the fact that he's old because Arnold's actually old now. Um, no, there's a really good just, story with the 800 unit. It's my favorite thing. There's some they, things that are surprising about this. Yeah, they it's, made it just the trailer didn't sell either of them, and it made it to me seem like they're trying to push the new characters. Okay, so you know Eddie Furlong's in this movie, right? Like I they, did know, and I figured okay. they were going to kill him like like right off the bat. That's the way I'm going into Terminator. Okay, it's it's not what you think, and it's it's weird. the The angle they go is interesting. Like a lot of the story threads are interesting, but I'm just saying where the move like that's what I mean. Where the first thirty minutes and your first hour, maybe you get into all these interesting threads, and then by the time you get to Arnold and stuff, it starts the level off a little bit like okay we're doing this again don't and... spoil furlong for me but i'm not physically what did he look like i i can't spoil that you I'm can't even spoil that anything about it okay that would so, be spoiling it. so my assumption would be he still looks like a fat piece of shit and the fact that he's like a fat <laughs> piece of shit drug dealer or falls into the movie <laughs> Cause... i can't wait for you to watch this now because i want to <laughs> yeah, just... when when it was announced that he was in it, like it was like 
it was leaked. It wasn't even announced. When it was leaked that he was in it, I was like, that's really interesting. But Furlong is a fucking not human anymore. Like, <laughs> he's he not had a rough. Anymore. He got a rough 30 years. <laughs> he made he took I've that Terminator seen, money and just fucking got some drugs. I've seen I've seen this, you don't you don't know the story of Eddie Furlong? That's this is basically a, this what is happened, a, dude. He's one of those child yeah. stars that was probably fucking molested by Spielberg. This is actually a crossover Chud <laughs> versus Terminator. <laughs> he came from the fucking sewer and shit. He looks just like the fucking Chuds from the fucking Chud movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bud the Chud. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I was, I was like. All right, that's cool that they brought him back there because after so many people reprised this shit and uh, you know Genesis kind of did their own thing and warped the timeline to push their their trilogy they wanted to do. Um, it was cool to like ignore those, I guess, and make this the direct sequel. Like this is officially technically Terminator Three. I just don't get like, how someone can't take a property that in the 90s made fucking boatloads of money and make it into something that you can make a few more movies out of. Well, they keep trying to do this with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they, we're going to ignore these sequels and just go after this one. Same thing with Halloween. Well, like, Halloween worked. Yeah, yeah that's it's why they the did first this time one. it ever worked in the history of these franchises. But well, they tried Halloween people on the goddamn project that wanted Halloween work. worked. Halloween works so well. That's like what all these new movies are trying to do now. Dude, that's what the Sarah Connor was. She was the fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, fucking, they're trying to do that, but they they even mentioned the drinking thing for a second, but they didn't really expand on it. They were trying to do that, and it didn't. It did. She wasn't nowhere near as good. Let's put it that way. Also, the I don't the director. I don't of what the new Halloween is a much better director than this this guy who did this Terminator. No, but the thing about it was they kept pushing the the narrative that Cameron's back involved. Cameron has the rights. It's going to be Cameron in charge. He's producing, not directing, but he no, it's Cameron, and we all know how Cameron is. If he was behind a fucking camera, it would have been better. Maybe. Well, actually, now James Cameron has made like what seven movies. He I made Avatar. Like they're ten all years good. Ago, and that's they're it. all good, but. Like, to what degree are they good? Like, Piranha was okay in that kind of vein of a movie, but are we going to say that the guy who directed Piranha, Piranha is... Yeah, true. Piranha 2. Well, let's then, say, like, Avatar, we liked it because it was a big 3D spectacle and it was fun as shit to see together in the theater, and it was good 3D, but, like, if it was standard 2D movie, we would have been like, oh, that was okay. It was, yeah, it was that's, fine. That's that's how it, most people saw it, and most people were like, "This is cowboys and Indians." Yeah, which, and I was like, "This fine. is cowboys and Indians in space with the best fucking CGI that's ever existed, in 3D, and the best 3D that's ever existed." We've talked about it on this podcast already. Like, the effort he put into that presentation made it one of the best cinematic experiences of my life. But I've never watched it again. I watched Me it again with Ed. I think we've had this exact conversation. Yeah, probably have. And I <laughs> can tell you the second viewing was not, not as good on a home theater system. I'll tell you another movie I'm never going to watch again. Terminator Dark Fate. It's just no, nothing to go back to there. But Genesis I'll watch again because that movie is... Um, it it's, takes chances that don't work out, but it's 
it's goofy. I haven't seen Genesis. That's the one I haven't oh seen. Oh my god, dude. Genesis that. was so good. When they had John Connor turn out to be the fucking... Uh, fucking... You're spoiling it for him. Okay. I'm not gonna... Mr. Fucking Loves Terminator didn't see the last movie. Okay, yeah. whatever. Oh, I got all the comics, but I couldn't watch a movie. <laughs> it's a fucking call out here, motherfucker. Because that, that movie was fucking... That movie bombed and it shouldn't have because... What happened? It Arnold, came out. Arnold I was better about than that it. one. I completely Dude, the, chan- I the chances that that movie took were brave. I think way braver than pushing a strong female narrative in an era that wants strong female narratives. You know what I mean? That's something that also kind of stood out to me is... Okay, so Linda Hamilton's back. I guess that's cool. We have Sarah Connor back. But then also, she's protecting a woman. And also, by the way, here's this fucking female Terminator that's with them, too. It's like, look how bad... All the marketing was like, look how badass these girls are in the new Terminator movie. Yeah, well, thankfully, I'm, it's not I'm not it's interested not that. in that. But the it's movie, not that the movie bad. doesn't push that maybe, narrative at all. Maybe the movie would have done better if they didn't market it like a fucking Me Too, like a Me Too campaign. No, I think the movie, I don't think there's a chance the movie, uh, there's just nothing, like, you got Arnold, it's a Terminator movie, you hyped up James Cameron, Linda Hamilton, you even said Eddie Furlong was coming back. I think the the level of interest of people with Terminator is where it's at, and they need, they, they spent too much money on the movie, because it was going to make what it was going to make, like, it made the same as Genesis, basically, other right. than overseas, but with the marketing and stuff, I guess it, they needed to make $450 million to break even, and they made 440 that's overall. So it just didn't, it's like the, the interest well, in Terminator comes, is plateaued is just like I felt the movie did. That comes down to studios spending too much money because they want to sell a movie across the world because it's the only way that they can make their money back because they spend too much money. It's the catch 22 of movie making now. And we all know they actually make their money. Yeah. It's called Hollywood bookkeeping. Right? You know, who doesn't get the money is the guys who wrote the movie. They don't get their back ends. That's a big thing that's going on in Twitter right now, too, is like oh, all these writers. A, what, that's been a scam in the industry for fucking ever. Yeah, but it's coming to light now because people are like posting their notices on on Twitter and stuff. Like you have guys who like wrote for Marvel who are getting letters saying that their movie wasn't profitable, even though it made a billion dollars <laughs> worldwide. So that's like coming to light now, too. Like they're just going to keep eating themselves and eventually it's going to crash. What do you really deserve for writing how... that, though? What do you mean? Like writing a Marvel movie. What do you deserve for that? You just like take the script and you change the names in it and fucking put it on the screen. Right? It's like Control F, Iron Man. Exactly. Out, Captain America. <laughs> Still, oh, I mean, uh, if, you, if fucking... you're the writer on a movie that made more money than any other movie in the past and they're telling you, well, we just didn't make money. Guys, we like to imagine ourselves as artists, as filmmakers, as content creators, as writers. We would be annoyed if that happened to us. Um, I'm just kidding with that. That's fucking bullshit. But look at me taking a, a comedy com- fucking a comedy podcast and ruining the comedy in it. You keep trying to bring up these fucking Hollywood like people not making money in Hollywood when we're sitting here broke as fuck. <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> fuck them. I stole their movie. After... I didn't fucking pay to see it. <laughs> no wonder they're not making money on Terminator. I fucking stole it at home. <laughs> and I'm going to too. Yeah. Oh, because fucking hey, no wonder we're fucking broke too. Like, hey fuck man. Off. 
hey man, until they learn that people don't pay to watch their movies anymore, they should probably stop spending all the money on the movies. Yeah, I would have went and saw Terminator. It just didn't work out for me to see it in the theater. And then I'm certainly not paying $22 for a fucking Blu-ray to see it when it, I can get it in the $5 bin in like a year and a half. Also, you want like to know, Genesis. Sure, I'm pretty sure it dropped out of theaters pretty quick. Guys, the best way to make a profitable Terminator movie would be to have it star The Rock mm-hmm. and Kevin Hart. The fuck we were talking is, about this earlier. We were talking about who could replace Arnold and The Rock was the only option. He really, he's the only big guy in Hollywood who has charisma that yeah, you want to see. That's just it. Like He's churning out all these movies that I'm not watching, but everybody tells me how good they are. Um, we talked about that on, a, I don't know how many podcasts ago, and somebody got back to me. Actually, a very good friend of this podcast got back to me. Um, uh, in our old format, people would might known, might have remembered him as Chad. Um um, nobody I listened to the old. No. Nobody needs to listen. No, you can't I'm reference just, that old podcast. It doesn't exist. I'm just saying. This is, <laughs> we have been around creating content for years. Maybe they. Yeah. Maybe we're gonna link them to the film that you guys made without me on a weekend for some reason. I don't even remember that. What was it? It was that trauma thing you guys did at the uh, high it, school. Yeah, it wasn't finished. So, there you go. Sergeant, yeah, you did it without me. And I, to this day, I'm kind of like, what the fuck, guys? Well, we can film the rest of it if you want with you I in have, it. Dude, finish it. Dude, how great would it be to do Sergeant Sledge all these years later? Because you have the narrative of you guys aged. You literally have a before and after. Like, you can set the, the, the movie, like, the events that you already filmed happened 15 years ago. And you get to be the older version of yourself. Like there's boyhood. a problem. There's a problem with casting people we used to be friends with in these movies for no uh, pay. I don't know if they're <laughs> we're either we're either not friends with them, they're super successful, or dead. <laughs> or or wait, you're forgetting one fucking weirdos who yeah. <laughs> dress in furry yes. suits and fucking they fail the hand checks at the hentai section of the fucking lollycon uh, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. All right, guys. To... I want a fantasy book, a Terminator movie that would be successful. Go ahead. Okay, so you have two. You have two Terminators that like share DNA. Like you know, they, they like they put some DNA in a Terminator, right? And they're twins. The Barbarian twins. Oh. They come back from the future to stop. Who gives a shit? And the the bad Terminator is the that fucking guy with the big chin from Maniac Cop. You remember what I'm talking about? He, I, I think he just died, actually. So never mind. Uh, Fuck. Um, are the Barbarian Twins still alive? <laughs> Who dude, knows? I just watched the Barbarian Twins movie the other day on TV. It's weird. That I just they, saw them on a milk cart. They're still doing fucking movies, <laughs> but as the the gimmick of the Barbarian Twins. I mean, it was an older movie. Oh, okay. They were uh, DC Cab. DC Cab. The Barbarians were in. The Barbarian Twins were in DC Cab. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember that? Yeah. That's what DC we need. Cab was on Comedy Central or some shit, and I was watching it from the beginning, and the credits were rolling, and it was like the Barbarian Twins, and I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! I marked out hard." We're we like need the to do a top. Remember the Barbarian Twins? We need to do a top ten Barbarian Twins films. There might only be five, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. Oh my god, dude! They're so entertaining too. There's like no they are a only five movies. They are a they gem of the nineties that nobody remembers. Let's fucking. <laughs> Put him in the fucking Terminator. You would save a lot of money on your casting. I'm sure Arnold goes for way more than they do. Probably together, <laughs> they, they pay them 
together will be less than fucking uh, Sarah Connor's uh, trailer eat out fees or whatever. You could do it. Make your money back easily. Dude, those guys are 60 now. Bro. So's oh, Arnold's 70. Yeah, it's true. Arnold, he, he actually still looks good, though. He looks, he looks fucking like. Well, he looks good until he takes a shirt. He looks good for 70. He has like that old he has that old man strong guy physique. But the fact of the matter is outlift heavy things. Number one, Arnold has that charisma. He's not good at what he does. He never has been. But Arnold is so good at at what he does, like in the sense that it's affable, he became super successful. Like he was okay as a menacing badass who was silent because he didn't have to act hard. So Conan worked, Terminator worked. He was okay in comedies because he's not great at it. So the comedy actually worked in his favor because he was kind of a fucking idiot. I think he he's always. Fucking, t- I think he, he's he's one of my favorite actors of all time, dude. I'm not saying that over the years he didn't get somewhat good at it because you got really good examples of like Maggie or like. Um, Did you see that plane crash movie where he fucking loses his mind because his wife and daughter die? You seen that? I'm trying to remember if that was. It's real weird. It ends with him like shooting this guy in front of his family and shit. It's just like I'm like, what the fuck is this? Arnold's tried- ex- experimental drama stuff. Like yeah. he caught on because of how fucking entertaining he is. Like I'm not saying he's not like he's not winning gotta- any best fucking actor Oscars. Yeah, but is what like, I'm saying. what the fuck does that mean though? Really, being well, it a good doesn't actor. mean it doesn't mean like- anything in the sense that Arnold didn't need to be a good actor to do what Arnold did. But what I'm saying is. You don't need to be that good to replace him either. Like, you don't have to have your classically trained Juilliard graduate in this Terminator movie. Why not use his kid? Because his, his kid, kid is just kid as big as he was. Looks just like he, him. He's not, actually. Have you seen him lately? But Arnold, Arnold has a... He's lanky. Arnold has a charisma that I can't explain. Look, it's like even in it's that the reason why movie these... where he's like, remember he's talking about weightlifting, how it makes him feel like he just came. Like that's just Arnold who he is as a person. Yeah, that shit is he's like, hilarious. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what is it. It was like when I lift, when I pump, when I lift, when I pump, when I he tries to say pose, but he says it wrong. He says like doze or something. When I lift, when I pump, when I doze, I get the feeling <laughs> of coming. So I'm coming day and night. <laughs> and that, that was that was that was back before he didn't really know English too. That's kind of what got him put him on the map. Is that like, shit? That's just Arnold who he is. Like that's he's just that guy. He's super charismatic. But his charisma took him everywhere. But he didn't. Without that charisma, he never would have had anything. He would have been the Barbarian Twins, who were also charismatic hey, and fun. What the fuck? What is this? Now don't, is what this I'm saying is, I know what I'm saying is people don't remember them because they weren't huge stars. They were. They were B movie action stars. They weren't that huge we stars. Did. They were huge yeah. and they were stars. <laughs> we we know who the Barbarian twins are because of a video well, store. I think they just go by the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> so Dude, true. and because we bought their fucking movies for a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't have found those movies if we didn't get kicked out of that video star store for loitering. We spent four hours a day in that fucking store. They literally had to remove us once. We only know of your failing career because of a failing business. It's like, it's like levels of fucking, just like miserable lives 
coming together to bring us to the Barbarian <laughs> Twins. Like, heartbreak and tragedy and, like, fucking living on the street. It's like, here's the Barbarian Twins. and it's hilarious, two, man. Those two brothers. They just they deserve so much better. But they didn't. But they did. They were, they, were, they were funny, man. Like, they deserved more than what they got. <sighs> but... Man. Not you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's okay. He was he's an anomaly. He's lightning in a bottle. So that's what it, that's what my point was. And he has more than one kid. I was just looking at the one that is actually his kid. Oh, from the, I didn't know the he, first marriage. I didn't dude. know this. I thought he only had the uh, one kid was an actor. Arnold has lots of kids. One of them I don't think is an actor. He's the bodybuilder. Looks just like him. Is just as big as him. I was just reading an article about it the other day. I was. Um, I think it's the one that he had with that weird, ugly lady he was having an affair with. <laughs> I was thinking of Patrick Schwarzenegger from Grown Ups Two. That's uh, no, that's the different. one he ended up being lankier. Isn't that fucked up that he was fucking that like troll? Yeah, what, just like, literally why? an actual literal like troll from like different country, just like a maid. I don't. I couldn't even get a boner around that fucking bitch. Well, I don't know. Like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold... and his wife was hot. Like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you, dude? The Arnold Schwarzenegger—he's he, coming day and night. That's—that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. Of course, he's gonna fuck. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has all that testosterone running through his body at all times. But you think prob- of- this bitch was probably aware of it the whole time too, right? You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're a big star. You're fucking some somewhat of a sex symbol because of how ripped and and, and magnificent your body is. You're with him for a reason. Obviously, other women are gonna want to fuck him too, and he's gonna fuck him. He's a huge star. You're stupid if you don't fucking think so. You think maybe he fucking he fucking married that one chick because he's like supposed to marry a hot chick, but in reality he really likes these troll women, but he wanted to keep up appearances. So him fucking the troll maid is actually him giving into his ultimate real desire, and fucking her is probably disgusting to him. The the hot the hot actress lady he married, whatever the fuck her name was. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no. I know, Andrew. Are uh, you gonna have to cut this part out? The, the sound. No, you don't no. have to cut anything. It was funny. <laughs> okay. like, I know. I heard the, the situation you were, you were going through, and I expected uh, the third guy in the podcast to fucking say something, and it's just silence. Yeah, you. No, I was losing. You guys, it. I was when, I just, dude, I was, when I was out, it's okay to lose it. You lose it in the microphone, and then people hear us laughing. It's I, fine. We can't have dead air. When I got a, when I have to mute to go handle my life. I need you to step in, Jason. You produce, man. Yeah, well, it, rather, the, I'll just be like, no, you can just cut this part out, and then he doesn't, so. Yeah, it's fine. That's, it. That's what this podcast is. And now we're advertising for millions and millions of people to listen to and be like, these oh, guys are fucking pathetic. That's not going to That's kind of the charm, though. It's much like yeah. the Barbarian Twins. We're failing upward. Someday, Here's the somebody, thing, man. But... All these, you've got the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world that have all of this equipment, and they sound amazing. But I'm not listening to your fucking podcast. Josh People Peck. might be listening to ours. Like Josh Peck's fucking cast. You I don't listen. I, mean? to, I don't like listening to celebrity podcasts. I don't like to hear celebrities talk because they. Like, I don't care. I want to hear like like us. I want to hear two fucking longtime friends who are just fucking complete scumbags just talking just to long breeze. <laughs> two longtime friends. Jason doesn't count in this. <laughs> which one of us doesn't count? Uh, you, I think we all know which one really doesn't count here. <laughs> The fucking half-assed 
third wheel piece of shit over there. <laughs> but yeah, Jason, fill us in. Talk. You were we interrupted you about Terminator. Go on your Terminator. I want to hear you. I want to hear more about your Terminator opinion for a minute. Yeah, what's up? With, what's up with Dark Fate? What did you ultimately think about it? I thought it was okay. That's it's okay. That's where I landed it's on fine. it. You seem to like it more at the end than I did. Yeah, I was but now. You, so you came down from watching it way faster or way slower than I did. I came down like immediately. You were like still a little bit on a high from watching a new Terminator thing, and you just kind of like ended up where I ended up. Well, I, I like, like I like the, the I like a lot of the subplots they were going for. I I feel like there there could have been uh, could have been more. Like, they could have did more. Like they they set up all these subplots and they kind of just like because I I remember in the beginning I'm I'm telling you i'm like oh man i want to know how they answer this question and that question like kind of know how they're going to answer one or two of the questions but you want to see how they get to it and they kind of just get to it without much excitement or fanfare and like you know the ending is very derivative of terminator 2 at least where they end up and how and like how it plays out well after you hit the third act there's no slowing down it's it's just the drive to the end yeah, so you, well, lose, you lose like a lot of the like all the substance goes away at that point. All the substance is gone at the start of that act. I didn't think that the chemistry between the main chick and anybody was there, especially the her longtime friend or whatever. Well, we won't say that, but the lady Terminator. Let's yeah, say try not to spoil stuff, but there's just not a lot of chemistry with that actress. That was really the problem with Terminator. But what are you gonna do? They figure I'm, she's a, she's a good actress, but no, put a bad actress in there. Just make them in, like as long as even if they're bad, if they're interesting to watch or weird, instead of just like you, oh, it's kind of I mean, guy. Sure, being a good actress and then being in a like and then going into an action that's there's there's different skill sets here. Do you know I mean, what I think would be an interesting way, as we were talking earlier about taking the franchise? How about casting CM Punk? <laughs> Phil Brooks as what? Is the Terminator the evil Terminator, and then The Rock can be the good Terminator? I mean, I don't want to. And they can Terminator do, they can give each other wrestling those... moves in the fucking fights. That would be he... that's that's what Hollywood always wants when they have a wrestler is to do wrestling moves, right? And you on the surface that's like shallow and stupid, but I've never not once enjoyed it. <laughs> so so he comes in. He comes in as a Terminator. He goes up and he just gets punched against the wall by some soup can for a little bit, and they call that's the movie. It's like, oh, actually, this Terminator can't fight. He's actually you know, fucking. You know, he'd be liquidy if he's bad, because all all bad Terminators are liquidy now. Well, would he turn into fucking Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> or no, he turns into Pepsi Man. <laughs> actually, the Pepsi Man movie would be pretty badass. Dude, CM Punk as the time traveling Michael Bean, I think, would work really well too. Where he could do a oh, Kyle Reese thing too, and then just go. That's like what he's saying. Literally, what I just said. Yeah, literally, what, what said, I just yes. said. I was on the too. Rest well, in peace. You, you, you made you made the point that I made one second before you. Uh, rest in peace, Michael Bean. <laughs> I don't Mr. know if Bean that's a joke Bean. or not. Mister Bean. He's riding on top of a future car, with <laughs> controlling it with some strings and shit. While he's running from a Terminator, it's a slapstick movie now. 
fucking they use Terminator as a way to cross over Mr. Bean and Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Herman would be like the bad guy, like the the liquid like, Terminator. No, dude, Pee Wee Herman on that on the fucking pedal bike, and then there's the fucking T one thousand behind him. And fuck it, and you know who else comes in? Fucking Ernest. No, he's dead. <laughs> Ernest is dead, man. We bring him back. This isn't happening anyway, so it doesn't matter. We bring Ernest back. Ernest P. World back. CGI. <laughs> no, they do like Terminator Salvation, where he's like the prototype or something. He comes <laughs> out, like the camera reveals it's fucking Ernest. Hey, <laughs> 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 they're showing him the process of how they're going to take his DNA and turn it into a robot. Ernest Judgment Day. <laughs> I picture him on the bike with, with Edward Furlong looking back at the fucking at the fucking Mack truck coming over this fucking overpass. He like does that fourth wall breaking pause where he does all his characters and he's that woman with the neck brace. Seeking past the terminators and the fucking teacher. And I said to this, that we need? this robot coming at me, you're not gonna get me. <laughs> and then the ball falls out between the skirt. <laughs> ball chain. We need to talk about how people that do deep fakes are really not living up to their potential. <laughs> no, all they want to do is put Nicolas Cage in shit, where he's not even the most, like, the funniest actor to put in the shit. Fuck Dude, that. they don't even do that cool stuff anymore. I've only seen, like, Nicolas Cage in a deep fake, and I saw they put Jim Carrey in The Shining. Everything else deep fake does is, like, putting actresses in porn. Yeah, which I, I don't good, know. That, market for that. To, to couldn't care money. less about anything porn related when you have awesome technology like that. Why aren't you putting Ernest in the fucking Terminator movie? Or putting Ernest in porn. <laughs> <laughs> also oh very valid. <laughs> getting, getting fucked from behind. <laughs> if I was talented enough into this technology, I would be going to burn, I don't know what the word thing you don't see the guy's face. It's, it's, it's the payoff. The fun of Vernon. Dude's about to fucking finish, and he like pulls out and comes on his back, and he's like, "Rim shot." <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> We've alienated several audiences. <laughs> Yeah. I think we just fucking found a, a better audience. <laughs> Whoever listens to that and, and, and laughs at that will listen to everything that we ever do. That and then, just, you know, do you know what the, the end of the movie, it, it pans out to the movie theater like Gremlins 2 and fucking Pee Wee Herman's in there. <laughs> 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 oh, man, Paul Rubin's never going to live that down, at least for me. I don't care. Fuck what he's done nah, since dude. then, dude. The whole story—he <laughs> was jerking off in the bathroom. There, it wasn't actually in. The nah, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure he was caught jerking off in the. I, the dude. It's weird that we're talking about this because I just heard about it a couple of weeks ago on a radio show that I listened to. They were talking about it for some theater, reason. Though, so it's like, yeah, it's like I'm not that fucking like he was in a porn dude. Theater. What else are you in a porn theater for? To sit there nicely. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a weird situation to begin with, especially well, if you're fucking Pee Wee Herman. I mean, I, I, exactly. When you're when you're a child, like 
when you are a children's character and very famous for it, probably don't publicly be a scumbag. Hey, dude, Pee-wee's Big just, Adventure was a big fucking movie. Just buy the VHS tapes. You can afford it. You you have a home theater. You're Pee-wee Herman money right now. It's the late 80s. You're fucking, you have made it. You have a TV show. You have a fucking movie. Like, was, was that a John Hughes movie? I don't remember who made that movie. Tim no, Burton. it was Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. Anyways, you got a big fucking kid movie. You're a big kid star, and then you're fucking beating it in a, in a porn theater with a bunch of other dudes. What the fuck's going on? Who else What's, was what went wrong there, here? though? It, probably everybody. There was, then, I think everybody got busted. they arrested him Harry. because he was Pee Wee Herman, not because he was... I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're beating off in public, I'm not, I'm not going to argue about it. It's a porn re- theater. I don't consider a porn like, theater. Is it not a public. fucking Dude. public theater? Paul Rubens tried to get out of getting arrested by saying he was Pee Wee Herman. That made it worse. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's if that happened. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Hey, why are you putting me in handcuffs? <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Pee Wee Herman. I don't have the voice. <laughs> I, I, wish like I, a, I wish I had a better bit from that. Ah! Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna defend. I'm not gonna defend masturbating in public. I'm just not gonna do it here. I just don't consider it public. Why is it not public? Is, you guys referenced it as a as a thing that happened in the '80s, but it happened. Either for a first time or a second time, and in, in like two thousand. Wait, what? I can this, dude. This happened late nineties, early two thousands. I heard about. This I thought it was like my whole life, so it might have been. The I late thought it 90s. was earlier than that because Mystery Man was like him, like oh, Pee Wee's in a movie again after getting caught. That's weird. Well, that movie came out in the late nineties, so yeah, ninety nine. So it could have. I remember watching it thinking, that's a dude that beat off in a movie theater. So <laughs> sometimes it, like, I just, he's, I don't know. I get lost in Paul Rubin's acting. He's actually really he's good. 91. Oh, okay. That makes I feel sense. like it happened again. Look, like he got in trouble for something else. No, no. Weird Whoa, sexual. That I see. That was, that was the one. It's a Mandela effect right now. But. You know the reason I brought CM Punk up was because he I got arrested. You're right. For there, you, there you go. See, I know what I'm talking about. Well, I just want to say before you transition to talk about this movie that I want to talk about so at a later point. The dad from child Elf. pornography. Oh, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Rubens. Paul uh-huh. Rubens. <laughs> That's it. Was mm. it was apparently not him, but mm. I think his his agent was using his computer or something. Yes, was the story? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. No, that's this. It came out. They dropped the charges. Yeah. He pleaded guilty to a lesser charge. Now he has to register. Well, someday I want to talk about the dad from Elf and the escapades of that he got into. But let's talk about this CM Punk film, dude. We can talk about Elf next podcast. We can talk about it. How that creepy deviant ruined the show for you. And I also learned some things about him on the show. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll jump into that. Uh, before the, while it's fresh in my memory, I do want to talk about yeah. the girl on the third floor, which is the fucking CM Punk movie that came out of nowhere, um, starring Phil Brooks. Not not a uh, cast or labeled as CM Punk at all. Really? Um, yeah. So we rented it today, kind of by accident. My girlfriend saw it on uh, at Redbox and was like. I thought we'd like it, so I got it. And I was like, cool. You know, we, I like horror movies. Let's watch it. 
put it in and it says Phil Brooks. And in the menu, like the menu screen kind of looked like him, but I didn't put it together because he's clean shaved. He has short hair and his tattoos are covered in the menu screen that they had. So I didn't put it together because he looks so different until I saw Phil Brooks. And I was like, this is that CM Punk movie. I'm really pumped. So what this is, is um, his character is at a house that they bought. It takes place in Chicago. Big surprise there. Um, takes place in Chicago. He buys his house. He's renovating it. His wife is pregnant and at home. So you fall into like this thing where it's like kind of your typical, uh, I, I don't want to say B movie, uh, haunting, like isolated haunting. I know what but you mean. They're like the haunted house movie is. they make. Yeah, but it's like one of the isolated ones where there's like one person. Like it's pretty much the punk tune scenery uh, for a lot of it. Um, there's a character that lives next door. It's a woman who is like a pastor and she comes over and talks to him once in a while. And uh, there's like this. Eventually, while he's renovating, there's like all kinds of weird shit. All right. So the house he bought used to be a brothel. And like some of the haunting things that happen in this movie are very fucking very B movie strange, like Peter Jackson strange. Really? Yeah. I, I cannot put over this movie enough. So the first half of the movie, it kind of falls into that really slow paced, isolated haunting movie. Phil Brooks himself plays a guy that you can't really relate to. He's kind of an asshole, which hard for him. I understand to play that. Um, and you can't relate to it? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I shouldn't relate, but as you watch this movie, you'll see more and more how I actually relate to this fucking guy. Because I'm an asshole. But the movie itself is not trying to present him as like a nice guy. He's a flawed person. He falls, he gives into his flaws, the character. And you don't see it right away. You just see him acting as he is. But as the movie goes on, you learn that he's in recovery. So when he was drinking, he shouldn't have been drinking. That was something that he was doing that was a bad choice or something like that. Um, there's this hot chick that's like around and she, she gets flirty with him and he bangs her and cheats on his pregnant wife. Like from the get go, they make it clear this guy's not someone that you might want to root for in this situation. So he's in this haunted house and which shit seems to get weirder. Okay. And they don't hide the fact that it used to be a brothel. It's like a 200-year-old brothel. So as the movie moves further into like the haunting stuff, that's where it gets super weird. Uh, there's like a fucking weird fleshy vagina on the wall that like spits out marbles on the floor. It's not like Videodrome-ish. Yeah, yeah, dude. There's some like really, really weird Videodrome type like the house is video drum right so there's like this fleshy vagina and it's spitting these marbles out and it could you know it goes through like the pace and i'm not going to spoil things because i actually want you guys to watch this movie because i thought it was fucking really good and as i'm watching it a lot of these isolated haunting movies always kind of fall into this like this pace where you're like where you get bored eventually whether you like the movie or not all of those haunted house movies reach a pace where you're like i'm kind of bored at this point yeah as it's a ghost story you've seen it as i'm getting to those when every single time that that happened to me where i was starting to reach that point where i was like all right i might be getting bored soon something happens something weird happens it falls into like one of those weird peter jackson visuals 
and then you're just sucked right back in. And his acting in it is actually so good because you're not supposed to relate to him. You're not supposed to like him. And his delivery, you know CM Punk can talk. He's tailor-made to be one of those wrestlers turned actors. He's a guy that has presence. You've seen him live on TV how many times? Like the guy, the guy's the guy's a good public speaker. Like he can he can deliver a line. So almost he's almost wooden in, in his delivery. Like I think somebody that was less intelligent might even go as far as to say that he's not a good actor. But we know Punk is a good actor. We've seen it for 15 years. So, like, he understood from the get-go that this character was not somebody that you were supposed to like. And even though he's a fucking toolbag, Punk is naturally charismatic. Everybody likes him, even though he's a prick in real life. So he, like, went against that charisma and made his character almost wooden and hateable. Because as you learn, as you watch the movie, he's supposed to be wooden and hateable. Like, it's not a secret that he cheats on his wife and shit. Like, as you go along, you see, like, he's, like, almost Jack Torrance from The Shining. Like, as he falls more and more into this ghost stuff. Um, and then eventually, the wife shows up. And when the wife shows up, the tone of the movie takes a complete 180 turn. So it's not like that long droning haunting anymore but that's when like the weird intense scares start to happen and for like a straight dvd movie this movie is superb if this came out in the 90s it would have been a theatrical release if this movie came out in the 2000s it would have been on showtime at one o'clock in the morning Huh. It's just I, I didn't expect stra- a good review at all of this. It's just the strangest movie and super well done. Like, I honestly can't express how good this movie is. The Woman on the Third Floor. I wonder if this thing's on Shudder. I'm not sure. If it is, I'll be annoyed because we paid to watch it. I'm going to be using <laughs> your account. Yeah, well, I don't know if I have Shudder right now, but if I get it, you know. Um, but, yeah, dude. And that's all I'm going to say because I'm I hoping I'm, I'm hoping surprised. That, I'm hoping that that leads you guys to watch it because it is weird and the things that I'm not telling you I want to tell you like I want to spoil this movie so bad just so that I could tell you all the cool shit that happens and I want to see this thing. I'm going to have to watch this like a- it's, ASAP it's not Videodrome dark all the way like you got to wait for those visuals but they happen and they hit and they connect and they work. But it's not something like he's not what well, I'm not even going to say that he's, you don't get to a point where he's walking with a flesh gun because that's I can't say anything else. There's just clear. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't want to say, well, there's influences in this movie and there's a lot of them. And it, the movie itself works in every way. I Again, I can't say enough about it. I want and, you guys to watch it. I can't wait to hear what you guys have. I, I want to watch this. And uh, there's a, I saw a poster for a movie called Tales from the Dead Zone that has Bret Hart and Corey Feldman on it. And Bret Hart's holding a gun, pointing it at, at, the, at the camera. I remember when they filmed that. I remember reading about that. I need to do a back-to-back wrestler horror watch-along thing with uh, me and myself. 
we can actually do these in in the watch alongs. Like, especially that sounds like something we can get online easy. <laughs> Tales from the Dead Zone, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it, and I liked a lot of like. I don't have a complaint about this movie, and it's the type of movie where you can probably complain nonstop. Like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know enough about who directed it, how Punk ended up in this movie, or what, but like. It feels kind of Kubrick. It feels uh, it's it's just good, and they they don't hide the fact that it's like punk. Like they don't have any. It's like he takes his shirt off all the time. They show his tattoos, the Pepsi tattoos there. WWE wouldn't even show the Pepsi tattoo, but this movie does. Huh. Uh, he like he's like a dickhead, so he like goes out for a run and has his dog, and he exercises. There, when he's working on the house, uh, he pops his earbuds in and it plays punk music. Um, Anything licensed? Anything you would recognize? I didn't recognize it right away, but I'm sure if I went back, I would probably would. Like, it, I mean, I'm, it's not like fucking rancid or anything, which would be easy to license since he's fucking friends with Lars. But um, <laughs> no, they'll sell anything to anybody. Right. So. Um, also something I wanted to talk about is the way they shoot the movie. It's a lot of wide frame shots. A lot of the scenes are filmed in a way that you're kind of looking at the scene from maybe the spectrals point of view. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of low, like, because it's called the girl on the third floor. There's obviously references to things that are happening up above. Right. So a lot of the shots are kind of looking down, but then like when you're outside or something, there's shots that are like looking up and wide. So just they're almost Wes Anderson as far as the way this movie centered. Nothing this doesn't make any sense that this was good. That this is this that I'm so surprised to hear all this. It's literally like somebody who was who likes a bunch of other movies from famous filmmakers decided to make a movie. And just drop influence from every single one of them. That shouldn't work, but it does. I really, really, really like this movie. And the more that I've thought about it, it's outstanding. I might watch it later tonight after we're done recording for a second time. Okay, well. Um, so since we've talked about what Terminator and we each talked about a movie, we should do some kind of like rate them like out of five to give the audience some kind of hook here, I guess. All right. What are you giving Terminator out of five? I'll give it a solid three out of five. All right. Jason, what what do you give Terminator out of five? I'm I'm on the three. Three's good. I thought you landed higher than me, like three and a half. Yeah, we're on a five scale, so three. I don't do halves because you might as well do a ten scale if you're gonna do fucking halves. Oh fuck! All right, already problems. Every time I come up with some kind of rating scale, there's a fucking problem. From the very beginning, now you fucking got an issue. Oh, you all, you're the only one that ever has an issue too, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. So, <laughs> the girl on the third floor. What is four and a half that? out of five? Four and a half out of five. That's solid. That's real solid. For like a straight to DVD home video release, 
So what, a 9 out of 10, you're saying? It's, it's, <laughs> no, no, that's not what he said. I, I, I can said do math, 4 and a half out of 5. I can do math, though. Maybe it was a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, you cocksucker. I, I, I did say four and a half. Yeah, you fucking douchebag. You're saying there can't, there can't be halves on a fucking ten. 10 scale? Just what a fucking cocky prick you are. I think a five scale just makes it easier or more digestible. It's A, a ten scale is too much because then you got to – like a five is, is mediocre. That's like Dude, too many numbers, man. Motherfucker. You fucking Richard Roper and fucking Ebert. It was two thumbs up. They had a scale of two. Zero to two. Cisco, act- when he was there, before they all fucking perished, it was they two. Had, they had the thumbs up on their show, but Roger Ebert's website and his books are out of five stars. Oh, wow. Um, I own the books. It's, it's weird how your voice changed and your dick shriveled and you turned into less of a person <laughs> with that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> his who personal cares? ratings were who out of five cares what that bull dyke looking asshole's website did that's not he's what he dead was... man respect that respect the dead here this uh-huh. is we respect the dead on this podcast yes, like michael yes, bean <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to talk about fucking jason tried to disparage him earlier and i wasn't having it same thing with ebert here bob o'connor rest his soul okay we don't mean to bring that up Nobody knows who that is. I don't even know who He's that is. Mara <laughs> Shut up. Nobody cares about your fucking secret lover, Jason. How long does have to be dead before he's off of my television? Off of this fucking podcast. Apparently, we'll have to get to 20 years instead of 15. How long does he have to be fucking dead before he is off my podcast? There's a new See, fucking... Soundbite for you, Jason. So, if we're gonna go, let's say we do thumb, one thumb up, two thumbs up, a thumb in the middle, one thumb down, two thumbs or, down, or a that's thumb a, in the butt. <laughs> thumb in the butt. That's that's five different thumb variations. <laughs> what what side of the scale is the thumb in the butt? Is that the bad side or the good side? Well, it depends on which person we're talking about here. <laughs> Yeah. I Jason's think, yeah. scale is the thumb in the butt <laughs> yeah. he gives Terminator half a thumb in the butt <laughs> just the two Terminator, Terminator just Terminator the nail face, just the nail <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck well guys that's uh, I think that's the show for this week yeah, we talked yeah. about a, over an hour. That's a that's a lot of content. We uh, went through our recent movie watchings and musings. Solid, uh, solid. I don't know how to end the podcast, so uh, I'll take over then because I'm kind of good at that. Until next time. time, whatever that goodbye noise is. Yeah. Wait, well, Jason, uh, you can't talk during this fucking outro. Well, he I couldn't talk during my outro either because you're going outside being an asshole with wind. Yeah. Well, what the fuck you want me to do? Wait till we end the show five seconds ago. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>